People always live forever when there is an annuity to be paid them. Jane Austen. Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where we seek to unravel the mysteries of personal finance. Join us as we help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with certified financial planner, Dan Caprell. Welcome to another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. I am your host, Dan Capril, where each and every month, almost, that means if I don't take a month off, we give you the latest on financial advice. And the goal here is always to try to simplify this process for you. Too often people think financial, personal finance is complex and boring. It may be boring, it's not nearly as complex as you may think it is. And that's what we try to do here, is we try to take these concepts and simplify them so that you can make some good, solid decisions for yourself. So today we're gonna get into social security. But before we do, the disclaimer. I don't know you. Well, maybe I do know you, but if I don't know you and you're not a client of mine, well, please take what I'm about to share with you as information. Do not take it as specific financial advice. Everything needs to be customized to you. All right. So I'm happy to give you a lot of information and there's some great downloads on our website. If you go to matsonandcapril.com, click on podcasts, go to today's episode, which is called Social Insecurity. Well, there you'll have some downloads, a lot of the points and the notes and some worksheets that you can rely upon based on what we're going to discuss. Now, social security can be discussed from many different angles. I call it social insecurity because quite frankly, the system itself is not well designed in my opinion. It is built on the very same principles of a Ponzi scheme. I'm sorry, but that is true. That doesn't necessarily mean though it can't work, but it has its challenges. And part of the challenges have come from the flexibility that it has given the people when they file their benefits. So today I'm going to talk about specifically when should you file, all right? Now again, I wanna make sure you get the downloads. To listen to this podcast without getting the downloads is not doing yourself a justice, all right? So again, matsonandcapril.com. Click on podcasts. Today's podcast, this one is called Social Insecurity. Scroll down, click on the downloads because there's some really great worksheets that we've put up there to help explain it. All right. So when should you file? Well, legally, you can start collecting as early as age 62. If you wait, then by the time you reach age 70, you're going to receive a benefit that is 77% higher. So in other words, if you wait to 70, the check you received is going to be 77% more than the check you would have received if you had started at age 62. Now, let's not get too excited about that because if you're not getting paid anything from 62 to 70, well, you're going to have to live on something, right? And this is something that I I think people tend to overlook a little bit. Now, if you file at age 62, there's also a lot of provisions in place that essentially prevent you from working. Because if you do decide to go to work and you haven't reached your full retirement age yet, which 
for many people is now age 67, then your benefits are going to get reduced, maybe even down to zero if you're working and filing. So the assumption I'm going to make right here is that you're not working any longer. And that's why you're thinking about when you should file. Because if you're still working and work is meeting all of your needs, yeah, it might make sense for you to keep waiting. And the longer you wait, the higher that check will be. Now, once you get to age 70, the increases stop. So if you're still working and you're age 70, you should go file. But the system rewards you by waiting to collect, but understand why they do that. They're hoping, quite frankly, they don't have to pay you as long because you don't know how long you're going to live. And that's a key point because if you file early, it's going to take a number of years before you lose out on filing early. Yes, you get a smaller check, but you get more checks. So let me explain. If I can take a check at age 62, it's going to be about 77% smaller than if I wait until I am age 70, right? The longer I wait, the greater the check. But again, I'm gonna receive checks for a longer period of time. So the question is, at what point is it a break even for me? In other words, if I wait till age 70 and I get the larger check because I waited eight years to get it, how much longer do I have to live before I start coming out ahead? And the answer is, in most cases, your early 80s, 81 or 82. So if you're relatively confident that you will live well into your 80s and 90s, well, deferring might make sense. However, I always try to point out to people that if you're not filing for your benefit, then what are you living on? And usually the answer is savings. Well, if you exhaust your savings, then you could get to a point where the only thing you have is that social security check. In other words, you're really living check to check. And that's where I tend to differ from a lot of the people in the financial advisory community who will want to recommend you always defer because you get the bigger check later. But in the meantime, you start depleting your savings. And they'll show some charts and graphs that'll justify it as being a good reason. The problem is, is you can't really have a feel for what your, your needs are for money until you're actually going through the process because of unexpected expenses, changes in healthcare, et cetera. I don't have a, lot, a whole lot of absolutes when it comes to this. Everyone is different. If someone's got a pension and it's meeting all their needs, sure, deferring it might make sense. If someone is single and they're not looking to leave any particular money to their heirs, fine. Deferring Social Security to age 70 might be the way to go. But it needs to be handled differently for each person. And this is why it is so, so important that you get a Social Security timing analysis done for you. And if you work with a financial advisor, I'm sure this is something that they do for you anyway. You may not even realize they did it for you. So make sure that you got it. We give one of our clients right before they get to that point. We want to make sure they understand the right decision. Now, if you're going to assume you're going to live into your 90s, then usually deferring it is always going to look better. Just be aware of the fact that you need to live on something 
And that means you may deplete your savings. If you're not going to deplete your savings or it's not going to be that much of a depletion, fine. But please keep that in mind. I see that getting overlooked all the time. Yeah, I know theoretically I could get more. But if I am now in my 80s and I don't have any savings left and I'm living Social Security check to check and something unexpected comes up, I'm not going to really feel all that excited about that. Keep that in mind as you go. Now, here's the other thing, too. If you deplete all your savings, you won't have anything left to leave your heirs. Now, you may not care about that, but that's a very important point because you can't leave that Social Security check to your heirs. You could die a year after starting your payments, and guess what? It stops. That's it. Your children will get nothing. Now, there are spousal benefits, but if you have adult children, they're not going to receive anything. So this idea that I should just keep kicking the can down the road and wait for the larger benefit, well, it's not quite as simple as that, and I want you to be aware of it. Now, in future episodes, I'm going to be talking more and more about Social Security. For this episode, I just wanted to discuss the issue of timing. Should I file at 62? If I file at 62, I got to live into my early 80s before I break even than if I had waited till age 70. All right. Well, a lot of people don't make it that far. So I don't think you're being imprudent by doing it that way. On the other hand, if you're going to continue to work, you have other sources of income, you don't mind spending down your savings, well, then filing at age 70, that can be fine. Just make sure you've weighed all these things out. At the end of the day, unless you have a crystal ball that can tell someone exactly when they're going to die, then you're never really going to know the right way to do it. Also understand this. There's an excellent chance that your social security benefit will be subjected to income taxation, which is really criminal when you consider you already pay tax on the money when you put it in the system. And now you have to pay tax as it comes back out. Now, there are steps that can be taken for a lot of people that can minimize that or remove it altogether, that income tax on your benefit. So, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, either talk to your advisor or feel free. You can reach out to us. Easiest way to do that, schedule a 15-minute phone call with me. Again, the way you do that is you go to talktodan.net. Talktodan.net. They'll take you right to my calendar. You can schedule a 15-minute phone call with me. I'll be more than happy to assist you any way I can. So get the downloads. I've put a number of downloads about Social Security benefits on the website. So just go to matsoncapril.com, click on today's episode, which is called Social Insecurity, and you can get those downloads and they'll explain as well. All right, so more will come in future episodes, but for today, it was all about this issue of timing. When do I file the benefit? The answer is it depends. It depends on you and your situation. Don't just read an article in a magazine and assume that's the way to go. All right, until next time, again, Dan Capril, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. 
Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.